an AppleViz original. Five, four, three, two, one. And hello and welcome to AppleViz Unleash for October 2023. I have returned from vacation. This is Thomas Donville, also known as Anonymous. And back with me is my co-host, John Gasman. How are you doing, John? I'm doing good, Thomas. And how was your little Disney wine tasting journey that you mentioned last time in the podcast? It really was a lot of fun. We went to Temecula, for those of you who know where that city is here in Southern California, and walked the streets. Temecula was actually going to be a prototype for uh, kind of a Main Street view, and Anaheim paid more money, so they got it rather than Temecula. But they had a nice winery down there, and there's a lot of uh, a lot of Disney touches at the winery, and so got a chance to spend the afternoon having a nice lunch and drinking uh, little little glasses full of the various wines, and it was really a lot of fun. We had a good time. Since this is a Halloween show, should we kind of put a little reverb in here and just Ooh. wouldn't that distract people for an hour and a half? <laughs> kind of like it. I wonder. <laughs> well, um, yeah, they, they probably stopped listening to us after a couple of minutes. Oh, I, I, it was a couple seconds for me. So, right. <laughs> you and you and Randy have those cute little things you can do it on the fly. That's really cool. It's kind of fun, it right? Is, I used to have clownfish on here working, but apparently it's not working anymore. Mm. And there are. Other co-host is Mike Malarcy. How you doing, Mike? Great. It's good to be here. How are you? Doing great, man. I don't know what to tell you, but John went on a cool little wine journey with Disney, and then I went on a cruise and a vacation. Did you do anything exciting while our month off? Huh. (laughs) No. (laughs) I don't. Wait, I'm trying to. I did go to Santa Cruz, but that was like not long after the last episode. But yeah. Spent a weekend out there, um, whale watching, playing in the ocean, riding all roller the- coasters and all that stuff. You did? What park did you go to? Uh, we, uh, gosh, whatever the one right there on the boardwalk in Santa Cruz is called. Mm. Do you know, I John? honestly don't remember what it's called now. It's not no, a big I don't. one. It's just like the big pier set up there, and it's got a ton of your sort of standard right. carnival right. sort of rides. But it was a I- good time. Right. It's kind of a boardwalk amusement park, kind yep. of like, uh, okay, I get that. I get that. It was fun, though. But a spectacular month is Halloween here oh, in the Northern yeah. Hemisphere in the States. Ooh. Happy Halloween, everybody. Yes, indeed. Happy Halloween to all of our listeners out there. And then it came. You know, I said, what did I say? I am not going to get the iPhone 15, folks. Oh, and Mike no. says, that's bullpucky. <laughs> Right? Yeah. 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 And here I am with my iPhone 15 Pro. <laughs> so, what okay. Think? Well, first of all, did you get one, Mike? Uh, I, not the Pro, but you I got do have an record? iPhone 15. Okay. Hey, that's okay. We both got the iPhone 15. I know, John, you're waiting, right? You're going to wait another couple of years. Yeah. And I, I might eventually get the watch. We'll see. But I have I didn't get anything this year. Uh, because I've gotten my 14 Pro in January, so I'll wait a year, and we'll see yes. You know, reasonable people like you two are smart. You wait for two or three years, and then there's people like me. Well, I can't wait. So 
Anywho, but what, for you, happens. was it worth it to get the USB? Yes, to me it was. I love my USB-C, but I'll tell you, my first big notice between the 14 Pro and the 15 Pro was how much lighter it was. I was just stunned. I was like, you know, they said there was going to be a little bit, like 10% lighter. I tell you, I was like, whoa, there is a big difference. <laughs> you can tell a notice that the 15 Pro is lighter. And knowing that, wow, it, it is that I like it for that way. Cause you know, the 14 pro felt like a anchor and it was just heavy, but with the titanium, they really did make it lighter. I've been very, very happy with the battery life. And I'm sure part of that too, is just being used to a phone that was three ish years old. The battery is kind of dying out on it, but this one, I've been charging like every other day. It's kind of wonderful. Every other day. Yep. You not touch it. Oh no. I've been using it just as much as always. And before, I would have to charge it by 5, 6 p.m., but now it's every other day. Oh, my gosh, John. Do, do you Fantastic. get a, you get to charge every other day? Mm, probably. It, it really depends on how much I use it. Um, I use it a little, quite a bit more now that I'm retired. Um, so, yeah, every other day, maybe maybe uh, two to three days. <laughs> and I, in I addition, must... I can say... Um, I know I've seen on Apple this some perspectives, opinions that might differ, but I am really enjoying this M2 16-inch MacBook Pro. It's quite nice. Got one of those what? during the break, too. <laughs> you got an M2? Yeah, it's pretty sweet. It was To be perfectly honest, it was a little bit of an accident because I went through the VA. They have programs, boundless program for things like this. And I told them, hey, guys, last time I got a Mac, and it's been probably eight years, since I did. And I called him and I said, I would love to get a new computer, but I'm thinking I want a PC this time. And the guy was like, okay, well, let me get in touch with boundless folks. We'll get everything kind of going over here and then they'll reach out to you. And I said, okay. And I didn't hear back for weeks and weeks and weeks. And someone knocked on the door and I walked out and opened it and he handed me a box. And oh, I <laughs> so at first inch? I was the 16 inch, 16 inch. At first I was like, wait, I didn't even say, I, I told him I wanted whatever. I'm just going to try it out. And it's been pretty great. Wow, Mikey, you're just, you know, new toys. You, you hadn't been touched the Mac in years. And so here you got, I bet that's, that thing is, it's just on flame, just like fast, it's fast. And I can say I went and uh, I love that you can go search in the app store for iPhone apps and install them on the computer. I've got chat GPT on both of them now. Um, <laughs> the iOS version on the Mac. It's awesome. Really? Like wow. It. Mike, one that, other toy. I almost got an Apple Watch, but my girlfriend got me one of the Bradley watches instead. I don't know if you guys are familiar with those. Hmm. John? No, I don't think so. Me neither. What's a Bradley? So, Is that anything like the tank? No. Okay. No. Well, it's named after a Navy guy, if that sort of counts. Um but it's a it's a watch. It's just a regular watch. All it does is tell the time. But on the top there's a little circular groove and then there's another one that goes around the perimeter like around the outside mm -hmm. and there's a little ball bearing in each one of those little grooves one that goes around the outside for the hour one around the top for the minutes and they're little magnetic balls that like i can grab them and like kind of shake my wrist and they'll unstick from their magnets and roll around and then they'll just stick right back to their spots you can just feel what time it is nothing has to talk no headphones and apparently it looks awesome I've, i get a lot of compliments on it <laughs> that is so cool 
Dang, John, fun. I'm kind of jealous, man. He's got a new computer, <laughs> a new watch, everything. I know. Whoa. New phone. New phone. It's been a busy wow. couple months. Right? Wow. Very this nice. is very sweet. So you are you on your Mac now using that to record here? At the moment, no, because this mic is still what? hooked up to my PC. I still yeah. I use them both. Um, because as I'm sure most people probably know, I run some D D um games and i record all of those and edit and do all that stuff on the mac i do all my prep on the mac i do everything except for actually talk on my mac that's mostly just because i hate unplugging my setup and moving stuff around you record your sessions Mm -hmm. oh my god did you do you publish them no i just i just (laughs) save them all (laughs) oh it's more for my own reference and because we take breaks over the summer um so i'll send like the latest one out to the the crew before we come back so they know what's going on but usually mostly it's just for my own reference i don't do anything for rainy day you get to listen to back to your dnd session so you get your crave back in um the only thing i i will say i got a mixed emotion with the action button i was you know here's here's my problem you can only put one thing on it guys meaning you can only assign one thing so if it isn't the mute, you get to do one other thing, which is great, but you're stuck with one thing. I thought it would have a multiple items that you can just bring up and you have a list of things to pick from. You can't do that. It doesn't do that. And I thought maybe you can assign double press, triple trap. Nope, nope, nope. Just one press. I did find a shortcut. It's called multi-button. That allows me to do two but it's kind of a workaround and it's so, it, but it works. So I have now have assigned it to be my eyes AI. And I also have it assigned to uh Microsoft scene AI short text. So I just go bloop, and be my eyes comes up bloop, and I just take a picture. That right there is really cool. I think for starters, it can be improved. No doubt about it. And I think it will improve. The other thing I was surprised is an actual button. I thought it was going to be solid state. Nope. It's a physical button. So yeah. Right. So I was kind of, so I'm mixed on it. Yeah. I did see a similar article where someone was talking about how they wished it could do more and used shortcuts. And I think theirs was like seven or eight different things, but they did a very similar setup to what you had, but I've just a lot of the talk about it. It seems like people don't like the idea is great, but execution is just not quite there. Yeah. I haven't heard many people getting all, wild up and crazy about it and they say yeah. you know they're pretty much like you said is that it's a good start but we you need to do more with it because just assign one action it's not going to cut it yeah but USB-C, as john mentioned yes 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 you know the only problem i had with it john is that i forgot to order a dongle i wasn't thinking about oh dang it so i had to order a dongle so i got a third-party dongle stuck it to my mixer and the weirdest thing happened, John, and that is it will go through my mixer and I'll hear it. And if I swipe it, it works just fine. But as soon as I let go and pause for about two or three seconds, and then I swipe left or right or whatever, it always cut about the half a second to a second um, of the word that it comes back up talking. So it kept cutting. But once it's going, it's fine. But then it stops and then it's st- I don't know. I, you guys ever heard of an issue like that? Let's, no, I haven't. No, no. So I thought to myself, 
I had to say, oh, of course Apple would do this. So I had to go buy an, an official Apple dongle and it works just fine. So it of has course. to be, mm. of course. Great. It had to be some sort of a speed issue or something on the wire. At first, I thought it was just you, you know, but nobody else has had this problem. It's just Thomas. But no, right? And and that, would, and that may be. That still could be. <laughs> <laughs> so I had to get the official Apple dongle, and it wasn't bad. It was 8 bucks and 50 cents, guys. I was like, okay, I can do that. How much that was, was the other one, the third-party dongle? It was six-something. Oh, okay. Not bad. Yeah, not bad at all. No. And I was like, well, I wanted the other one because it was braided and everything was nice. And it had uh, stainless steel tips. And I was like, oh, this is going to be beautiful. And then it was. But Apple is being Apple. So these are the only issues I have with my USB-C. But other than that, I am all equipped. I had to buy new cords. I'm sure you did too, Mike. Yeah. We had uh, almost right away. But a big Amazon order. New bricks, new cords kind of restocking on all of it did you get a good dongle no because i don't actually plug my phone into anything no for the charger okay didn't know if you did any crazy things on D, like you you had this like this drill dragon going i actually hook my mixer up to my echo i run all the music through that oh and then she does all the sound effects for you yep i don't do sound effects anymore these days it's just background music Oh, check that out, John. That is high quality D and D there. <laughs> yeah, I think I have nine that. playlists. Wow, great <laughs> background noise, sound effects. Now that's D and D to the finest, yeah. man. Um, I was surprised the cord that comes out of the box with your iPhone is braided. I was like, me oh, too. Wow, that's beautiful feeling. I was like, it's about time they did braided. It might actually last longer than a couple months for me now. I was very excited when I found that cord. <laughs> now, I will still say this, and I've said this before, is that if you're thinking about getting an iPhone 15, um, you might consider looking at the price of a 14 Pro. It'd probably be cheaper than an iPhone 15. So if you probably have an iPhone 12 and earlier, it's probably about that time. Um, most people will probably start to upgrade if you can afford it. But... You, did you get a good deal on your phone? Uh, No, I just bought it outright. I don't ever go through my carrier. I always just go straight through Apple. See, you're a smart man. See, once again, well, slot, you, you get two points for that. It's one of the perks of only upgrading every three or so years. It's easier to save up and just have that cash on hand to pull the trigger and be done with it. So what you do with your iPhone 12? Uh, one of my children inherited it. Ah, see, I do the same thing. It's called the family upgrade program. Yep. Just yep. trickles down the line. I, we all get together and said, hello, and welcome to 2023 family upgrade program. Who has the <laughs> oldest phone in the family? You exactly. Do? Okay. Here, yep. you get my hand-me-down iPhone 14 Pro. <laughs> and they're like, woo. And I'm yeah, sure people nice like, first world problem to have is that you have a hand-me-down of an iphone 14 <laughs> pro but now when you do that do you wipe it clean before you give it to your kids or oh, at oh, all oh, yeah. darn right absolutely yeah. Okay. oh yeah <laughs> you kidding <laughs> it was completely wiped hey, my friend john huh it completely wiped okay so the kids can't Come back and say, let's see what dad's been doing on the oh, phone. Oh, no, never. No, never do that. Dad <laughs> doesn't do anything like that, John. Yeah, they'd probably just be bored with mine. Right? Oh, yeah. yeah. 
boring old people what's stuff. All this blind stuff. Jeez. <laughs> what's what's this Facebook? You know? Yeah. Oh God, yeah. yeah. <laughs> MySpace, what's that? Oh my I tried to uh, log into that a couple months ago. It doesn't work anymore. Oh. I was curious. <laughs> now, let's talk about the good, ugly, and the bad of the iOS 17. All right, so iOS 17 came out, guys. Are you both on iOS 17? Obviously, I know Mike is if you get yep. the iPhone 15. What about you, John? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I am up, up to date with the latest uh, new update. So so you both got 17.1? Mm-hmm. Oh, I do, yep. yes. Excellent. What are – okay, I'm going to – I'll start off with my number one uh, hideous bug that I cannot stand is my double tapping problem. Do you guys have – what we call the double tap problem bug, meaning that you go to a button, double tap, nothing happens, double tap again, it might work, it might not, and then it just works just fine. And though it could be where it could be like consecutive, I could just double tap, doesn't work, try something else, double tap. You guys have that? No. The only what? place I seem to is on the send button in messages. I haven't had that one happen anywhere else. Oh my gosh. If I like swipe to it, it works great. But if I just touch it first and then double tap, maybe half of the time. Now that's interesting, Mike. I'm glad you mentioned that. So if you swipe to it, not a problem. But if you touch it and then double tap, you might have an issue. Yep. See, we've been trying to isolate this and we cannot, almost everybody on the team have this problem consistently. And then some people are just like, no, never had the problem like John. And I'm just so... It's just so weird because it does it consistently for me, and I can't reproduce it on the fly, but we've been trying to nail down. So I am going to mention that to the team about swiping and touching. Okay. Um, For those that do have that problem, I hate to report to you, but in 17.2 beta, I'm still having the problem. Apple is aware of it, and hopefully we will get a solution to it. Now, for those that do have it and you're about to throw your phone out the window, our team members, um, David Goodwin and Dave Nason, have been trying some experiment, and there is a option where you can set the time delay for your double tap, and that is in the accessibility area. And if you find the double tap timeout, tap on that and increase it from 0.25 to 2.5 and it works beautiful it seems like it just cures it and it gets rid of it so it's a workaround but something to think about do you guys have any hideous bugs that you have seen and is just driving you bonkers my focus likes to jump all over the place still really uh and usually it jumps right to the dynamic island now which uh, at least for me, has been completely useless. I never use the dynamic island. <laughs> but a lot of times if I open an app or if I get a notification, my phone's unlocked, it just jumps right up there. Then I have to grab it and fix it. But I don't know why my phone focus really loves that dynamic island, but it has no purpose. Huh. I, I've seen it where it'll jump to the status bar. And when it does jump to the status bar, if you have the dynamic island, it will focus on that dynamic island. I don't know if that's intentional or what. Um, Like you at first, I was like, I'll never use a dynamic island. Now (laughs) I use it a little bit more because I do a lot of setting timers and stuff. Okay. And it's a beautiful way. If you have timing, you just tap up there and I'll tell you how much time you have left. 
And you just double tap that and it opens up and it says, do you want to pause it or stop it? So it does have some pretty cool thing. Um, if you're an Apple Music fan, that is also another one. You can just kind of tap up there. Oh, what song is this? And it'll tell me what song it is. Um, so it, it's one of those you have to train your memory. So if it makes you any feel any better, Mike, it took me about a year before I start using it. Okay. <laughs> yeah, you were the you. I've been waiting to talk to you about it because I keep like every now and then when the focus jumps up there, there's just never anything in it, and I'm like, I don't understand what this is even supposed to do. This <laughs> <weirdest> thing. <laughs> it, it, it's a hit and miss. Who uses it? Who doesn't? I yeah. think more and more apps need to use it, and it's been out for a year and it's still empty. It makes you like, okay, I guess yep. a lot of people don't use it much. Um, John, what is your hideous bug? Well, I don't know that it's that hideous, but it's an annoyance. And that is when the you're on the lock screen, sometimes with alerts, instead of, uh, it, it'll tell you three alerts, three more alerts button. And it won't tell you what the, what they are, just that there are three more to, to go to dive down into. Yep. And, and I, I just, it's annoying because they didn't need to do it that way. Right. But, you know, something has to change with each version, I guess. So you know, um, I double tap it and I get, I find out what they are, but it's just, you know, it's another step to go through. I agree. It is annoying because I know what you mean. I'll get an alert. Blip, I go, oh, it's breaking news. I wonder what it is. And I tap on it and it tells me the weather from an hour ago. And I said, well, okay, dismiss that. <laughs> and I'm looking for the one now, it's not showing it. So I have to dismiss all these other things before I get that one that I want to see. And, and, and I realized there's real estate. Yeah. You guys had that issue? Yep. Absolutely. Yep. Okay. And also I'm seeing, uh, it, say for example, Facebook, it, it'll it tell you, okay, so-and-so on Facebook made this, did this or did that. And then uh, about two days later, they bring the same one back again. If, if you tend to ignore it or dismiss it, they bring it back as if you missed it the first time. And I don't know if that's a Facebook feature or whether other apps are doing it as well. You know, it's just, it's, that is also just a little annoying. Right. No, I know what you're talking about. Facebook, I will find something that I've seen before still there. I'm like, mm -hmm. what, the, what the heck? I thought I dismissed that. Yeah. I don't know if that would be considered an iOS issue. I would think so because I dismissed it. You would think that it wouldn't be a Facebook unless Facebook posted it twice but um do you both ever suffer the voiceover just boop, just quiet you can hear all the sound effects but no voiceover voice every once in a while and i can't tell you where uh usually after a phone call it'll happen or a message right how about you mike i think it's only happened to me once um because i remember talking about last time how we you would use your siri and just tell it hello that's to get right. your voice back it, that's only happened to me one time since getting this new phone well i will say i have seen it in a 17.1 since i got 17.2 i haven't seen it since then I'm not saying it's been fixed it's one of those you see once in the blue moon and but i still have that issue as of 17.1 um other things they fix in 17.1 thank the god and that was ability to move your app around oh well, that was like mess in 17.0, but it's somewhat fixed in 17.1. You'll notice that it won't say before and after. I have to kind of just swipe up, 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 up. Ah, that does after, and then swipe down, 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 down. I can't just go up, then down. It, it doesn't work. But nonetheless, 
I, I can get it consistently. You just have to do a roundabout way. So they kind of sort of fix that. Um, the other bug that I hated in 17 was a notification with when notification came in. No matter what I was doing, if I was reading an article, it would just interrupt my article, tell me the notification, then I go back to my article. So that one has been fixed, thank God. But in 17.2, I haven't, well, I will say I have seen my clock issue fix. Um, 17.1 broke my home screen clock. If I go to the top left, it'll just say 4.01. I'm going, what is 4.01 instead of 4.01 p.m.? <laughs> I was like, that's so annoying. Um, any other issues you both had? Not really. Other than, I would say, a very minor one. When I answer a phone call, focus goes straight to the clock, like the duration of my call, and it just starts chanting that out loud. So I always have to grab it and swipe off of that. But I don't have very many, which is fortunate for me. What about you, John? No, I can't think of anything in particular. So far, it's working pretty well. So, so you guys have been happy with it then? I have Pretty been. much, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, here's a question for you then. If I get this question all the time, I am an iOS 16 user. I've heard so many bugs in 17. Should I update to 17.1? What would you guys say? I would say, yeah, absolutely you should. I mean, there are blind people who live just to complain. <laughs> and absolutely I would. I mean, the, the stuff that they're complaining about isn't, all that important and it, it it's not, it should not prevent you from having a good time with your phone i agree well, so mike you think we should yeah. upgrade too i agree you know john you, you make a good point and you know i commend those people that don't pull the trigger at first thank you i think that's great i think you're doing the right thing now the 17.1 come out it has addressed a lot of the bugs that we submitted in are there still bugs of course there is you know, I, I'm like you, John. It drives me batty when I see on Apple Viz people just like so mad and so angry that they pay so much money for this phone. I should get such superior service and no bugs. I'm thinking, do you own a PC? Do you own Windows? Do you own JAWS? Enough said. I mean, my gosh, I mean, Windows and JAWS is riddled with bugs. So I don't care if you use NVDA, you still riddle with bugs. Software um, is software, and there are going to be bugs, and eventually they get fixed, but not all at once. Right. You can only do um, so much. So my point is, is yeah, I know we pay a lot of money for stuff, but, you know, I pay a lot more money for a Braille display. Does it have bugs? Yes. And it's way more money. So it, it's just the, the nature of the beast. But if you are one of those that have been kind of patiently sitting back, um, 17.1 does address a lot of different things. Are you going to still have bugs? Yes. There are going to be some minor ones in there. Um, some of the ones I mentioned that we do have workarounds. So it's just something to consider. So it'll be entirely up to you. Do your researching. But I think you guys are right. I think it's, you are in the green light to move up to 17. Now, Let's move on to this new Apple Watch Series 9, guys, that came out, the double taps. So let me remind me again, neither um, Mike, you don't have an Apple Watch. John, nope. you, you do, nope. right? No, I oh. do not yet. So I'm the only guy. Okay. My girlfriend's um, got one. We got her one a couple of weeks oh, ago. She loves she did. it. Yep. You got the Series 9? Yep. What'd you think of it? And she loves it. It was one of those things that at first we first started talking about. She's like, I just don't really know. And then once she got it, it wasn't long before she's like, this is actually really, really helpful. 
right? And I can tell you right now, my wife, first thing she loves it is texting. Texting, um, somebody with sight, they just love it. Love, love, love the texting and answering so they don't have to check their phone. Um, she loves it for health aspect, like how many steps I've gotten in per day. I even check mine. I have it right on my computation right at the bottom. It tells my what my current heartbeat is. And so I just been kind of watching that. It's just so many cool little things you can do with it and watch. And especially on the watch face, you can um, assign different computation on it. But so the series nine came out and I call it the double tap fizzle. Because <laughs> I mean, so their biggest okay. So the 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 speed processor was what I announced last time, and that was right. So the speed processor was out blows the way the the older device it is fifty percent faster straight across the board, and I, that alone is a miracle. But what I was really disappointed with was this double tap feature. And yes, yes, don't get me, don't get me wrong. It sounds cool, okay? It, so you do this double tap with your finger, and that allows you to like stop a timer and whatever things you can assign to it. And I'm thinking to myself, boy, that sounds awfully familiar. And Tyler was telling me, she says, yeah, that's part of the hand gesture in accessibility. So I went into there. I said, oh my gosh, there's a hand gesture in there, guys, under accessibility under voiceover, you can assign tap, double tap, hand clench to do the same stuff. I was like, hmm, because I can, I have mine assigned as a clinch. It, it double taps. If I do one tap, it goes to the right. If I double tap, it goes back left. So I was like, so essentially they just took that idea and mainstream it and yeah. put a little bit of flair into it and made it a little bit more that um, you can assign probably a little more to it. But I was just kind of disappointed with the double tap. So I have to ask you guys, double tap, what do you guys think of that feature? Well, based off of my limited exposure to it, uh, which is my girlfriend, she never uses it. She like did it once and was like, oh, neat. <laughs> it, it has just not become a thing <laughs> that has any kind of compelling use case. Okay. No, that's how is they went. John, is that like, ooh, that sounds really phenomenal. It, it's not a huge deal. I, I'm curious to know whether there are any conflicts between the double tap and, and the double tap that we use in voiceover while using the watch. Well, okay. So it doesn't because you have to do it with, with the hand that your watch is on. And you do a physical mom, uh, movement with your fingers, so you're not touching the screen itself. Oh, so it's okay, not I gonna, misunderstood. Right. So if you use your other hand and double tap on the screen, yeah, that'll be different. But this is totally different. It's just your, it just feels your hand. But I, I guess I'm just disappointed because they're 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 touting like this is the biggest new thing that you never had before, and it's like, well, that's not true. And that's not really a new thing. And I almost like we got to throw something in besides this upgrade processor. <laughs> and so what do you guys come up with? And they come up with this double tap. Well, we have this feature in accessibility. Maybe we should make this um, yeah, mainstream. Mainstream it. Let's talk about it a ton. Right? So I came away disappointed. Now the 50% faster stuff, that would be cool. Um, I I kind of knew this wouldn't be the thing. I knew I, I was kind of hoping the action button that we got in the in the um, 
Oh, what's the fancy one you have? The Ultra. Yeah, the Ultra has the action. And so I was kind of hoping they'd throw it in, in this year's model, but they didn't. And from what I'm reading for next year's um, Apple Watch, it still will have no action. So it'll stay on the Ultra. So it makes me wonder if the action button on the iPhone 15 Pro will stay on there and not go to the regular iPhone 16 for next year. We'll see. But with a watch, it's not. There is no glucose monitoring for next year's model either or this year. And there's no new sensor. And I, I don't know, guys. I, if I'm going to spend more money on a watch, if my watch is currently working the way it is, I'm going to stay with the watch I have. And it's not I, – I can hear people's like, oh, sure, Tom. You got to get the new phone every year, but not the new watch every year. I I, I hear you, but the watch doesn't get a major upgrade every year. And um, I think the phones get a little bit more of an upgrade than the watch. But anywho, uh, bottom line, you didn't get a watch. Are you? No, you're stuck with a Bradley for you. Okay, Mike. John, I, have you thought of, I know we talked about this. Is this like a game changer? Or are you going to just? Stick out of it for now. It, it's not a game changer for me. I'm, I'm, the speed is nice, but it wouldn't make me want to go grab a watch. Uh, just right. um, Now, when the glucose monitor comes into play, we'll see. But that Dang. might be two or three years down the line or, or more. So, you know, I'm not quite sure when they're going to eventually get it ready for prime time. That would make me think about getting one. Right. I, there's no doubt. That's what I'm waiting for. Um. My problem is I, I'm pretty sure my watch series four is going, this is the last year. So I'm, I'll have to get a new one. If I want to stay with an Apple watch next year, if I want to keep the new um, Apple, Apple watch OS. So I have to think about this. So, all right, well, that's good to know. All right. Now I know it's kind of funny when you, when we do these casts, guys, I have to write up these topics and I have to find all these articles for Mike and John to kind of just read along so they can follow along the podcast. And I re- initially, and everybody kept reporting, there will be no Apple event for this month. None. And then <laughs> what happened? <laughs> it's like, what? So Apple announced a very last moment if they could wait until the latest day they possibly could for October, and that's the day of this recording the podcast is October 30th of 2023, they decide to announce a week ago that they would have a new keynote for today called Scary Fast. And I thought, oh, that's pretty cute theming for Halloween. And uh, apparently that's going to be something different. I don't think they've ever done this, guys. It's going to be at night 5 p.m pacific time i was just kind of stunned i was just surprised it's a weird timing choice I, right i don't i don't know why why it's confusing to me do you think it's because they want to do it kind of in the evening dark for their theme scary fast maybe but i don't know it's generally indoors right so turn the lights down i don't know it's very i don't know it's a strange choice what do you think, John? I mean, that was kind of weird timing for you, too? Different. I mean, I'm not used to watching an Apple event at five. Uh, I'd probably watch the World Series, you know, unless I remember that <laughs> there was going to be an Apple event going on. So. No, you're right. I mean, I have to watch to see who's going to win the Rangers and the Diamondbacks. I mean, mm-hmm. it's, it's an interesting World Series. Um, 
it was interesting that how they did this. I don't know if they had a time issue or what, and they just kind of threw in the last minute. It almost sounded like this was put together at the last minute because it was so weird because you would get some pretty good um, bloggers out there that got pretty good accuracy when it comes to Apple rumors and news. And they kept saying, nope, not going to see anything. No new Macs, no nothing. And then they turned around and Apple announced the uh, keynote. And then they turned around and said, oh, yeah, we're going to see new Macs. And stuff. Yeah, it was like within a day. Here's everything you're going to find out about. It just makes me laugh. And I think that I think they just got flat footed. I think they got they were surprised themselves they even did it. But you know, it's not something I typically watch anyway. Um, not this one. Um, unless you're a real Mac user, obviously you probably want to watch uh, there. I, I there's no doubt they're gonna mention the new M3 chips that is gonna go on to the MacBook Pro. So probably we'll have the 13 and 14 and 16 inch models with new N3 and they'll probably have the regular M3 Pro and Max, I'm guessing. And then I think I read today that you can also probably be ready for the new iPad mini. I believe that's what I read today. So not a whole lot that hasn't been talked about and was going to be coming out. And I had thought about it. I said, I'm really surprised they weren't going to release the M3. And then sure enough, they did. I said, hey, well, it's right on time because it usually it's in the fall um, that they come out with a new chip. You know, Mike, I, I think you're, I think you did good. You probably got a discount. Well, you got it from your VA, but I yeah. heard the M2's price dropped like a rock anyway. So um, I think, you're still going to see some ungodly speed with your M2. It's very snappy. Right? Oh, yeah. I'll have to talk to you about that. Like, how long did it take you to do audio processing compared before and stuff like that? But be sure to catch Scary Fast. Come back on Apple Viz to check out on any blogs update about the Scary Fast show. All right. So get ready to pay more, guys, for Apple TV Plus Arcade and apple news john kind of pointed me in this direction and i looked it up and i said oh man john i i don't know what to tell you this is the second time this year that apple boost up the price and they have boosted the price for years until uh recently so this is the second time this year um let me run down so you guys okay let me start with this do you guys have apple tv plus or anything like that I don't. I have three free months of it now that I'm just waiting to pull the trigger on once we have a good list of shows, but I've never <laughs> once paid for it. What about you, John? No, I don't. Really? Okay. So we have, in this household, we have the family service one. So that includes Apple TV+, Plus, Apple Music, Arcade, and five gigs. So one gig for each person in the household, or I'm sorry, not five gig, 50 gig per person in your household household um originally it was 20 bucks and i already paid 10 bucks for apple music and we already paid five bucks for the 50 gig plan so it was 15 bucks already and i thought well for five bucks more that'll be worth getting the apple tv plus so i threw that in there but not now okay so let's talk about this um so the tv plus originally was 6.99 and it's now 9.99 and the arcade was 4.99 up to 6.99 and Apple News was $9.99 up to 
And if you are in an individual plan, it went from $16.95 to $19.95. So it went up three bucks. And for the family one, it was $22.95 up to $25.99. So it started at $20. Now it's almost $27. So it's gone up seven bucks for the family plan for me within a year. All right. What do you guys think that's ludicrous or that's pretty reasonable? I, I'm curious what you guys think of the price increases. I unfortunately kind of feel like it's par for the course. Netflix is doing it. Disney's doing it. Everybody's kicking their prices up. And to me, it almost sort of feels like back when everybody had cable and streaming was just coming out and everyone was super excited because you get more for paying less. But now, because in my house, we've got Netflix, Hulu, and Peacock, and all of them also going up in price. And it's like the same situation all over again, like trying to watch all the shows that and movies that you want starting to add up. And we're at the point now where we'll, we're, we'll pick one, subscribe for a month, binge as much as we can, cancel it, come back six months later, do that again. But they're right. all going up. How about you, John? Same boat? Pretty much uh, the I, I, you know, my cable is just it's more money than I really want to pay because I don't I, I watch it for sports and maybe news, but not as much for movies or anything like that. Uh, so I'm looking at maybe dumping it for some type of a streaming service. But like like you both said, that amount's going up as well. Everybody's trying to recoup what they may have lost in past years and they're doing it all at one time. So it's, you know, it's and our, our, our economy is not in great shape. And so the more that they ask for, uh, the, the angrier people are getting because the economy is not keeping up with the, the price demands. Yeah. I maybe mm-hmm. I mentioned to my children potentially canceling Netflix and there was almost a mutiny in my house. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> Okay. You know, Mike, we talked about this, oh gosh, probably some years ago on this show on Unleashed. And I mentioned, I said, watch, Mike, everybody and their brother is going to come out with streaming. And then we're going to be back right where we were with our cable problem. Yep. We're spending too much. And look, deja vu. And that's exactly why I brought this up. Now, I like both of you, or like Mike Moore, is that we don't have cable anymore. We gave up cable many years ago because we decided we watch more and streaming. And so I, we bought everything literally between the family. So, you know, my kids would pay for one service and the other one would pay for that. And we all share. And that's how we got away. So we had everything. I mean, we had Apple TV, we had Netflix, um, we had Hulu, we had Max, we had Paramount and ESPN plus. So now a couple months ago, when everything started going up, we had this big kind of a get together and we said, all right, this is ridiculous guys. We we are not doing this anymore. And so we gave up Hulu, ESPN plus Netflix, Disney plus, but we kept the Apple TV, um, max. And we also kept the, well, no, I think this, Oh yeah. And, paramount there's only three services we have now so we whack down pretty heavily and mom dad are paying for those well actually we're paying for the apple tv and the paramount but 
our eldest is paying for the HBO Max. Um, so we're pretty happy with that. And it's just like you, um, Mike, is that if something comes up on Netflix, I will binge and get it for yep. a month. And then when we're done, we'll be done. Yeah, it's their just, password sharing crackdown has been kind of a nightmare oh, for a lot of people, too. Right. And that hit our family pretty hard, too, because, you know, I had my mother-in-law using it. She had to get her own Netflix you know, that comes down to it too. It's like, how many people are really using this anymore? And they had to get their own. So that came into play too. It's like, why are we paying for this? Is nobody's using it. But anywho, it, I've heard a lot of complaints like, oh, Apple, why you got to be so expensive? And they get so angry and so upset. I, I get what you're saying, but Mike is so right. It, you know, Apple was kind of the last people to kind of boost their, boost their price. Netflix has increased it like three times this year. So, yeah. Yeah. When I saw that Apple was doing it, I was like, oh, well, yeah, there they are. Like everyone else has already done it. I figured that was coming. And I, I get it. There's, you know, people will say, well, there's no excuse for it. And I, what I'm reading is that um, the prices that you're seeing increases it's because of what they just negotiated and agreed with the writer's strike. So if you've been hearing about the writer's strike, that is because each of these streaming servers have to pay more um, for the writers. And that is the reason of the price hike. And I can guarantee that the price will go up again once they resolve the actor strike. So it, because it comes down to sharing the streaming um if if a show is really popular, they want more money out of that. Kind of like when they do at the movies. Um, my understanding is the actor gets paid a straight number and they get a royalty pay on how well the movie does. And they want that onto the streaming where I get it. Streaming is different. It isn't like we're making more money because more people seen it. Now, if it ha- adds more subscribers, um, we get more money. But so I think that's where the sticking point is from last I heard on the actor strike was that. So I guarantee the price will go up again. And then it's because of the strike. So it's like everything else we're having to pay more because of inflation, everybody wants more and that's going to have to be passed on to to us. Here's my say. If a company is so freaking rich already and making billions and billions, are you really going to be hurting that much if you just don't pass along for us? Sure. Take a hit of one, two, three billion that you make $200 billion a year. I know they're probably saying, well, a stockholder wants more money. Yeah. Meanwhile, yeah. Right. The people at the top taking, I'm sure, home massive bonuses. I know that's one of the things that SAG's trying to talk about because they've specific, I get all their emails from when I did those commercials still. And, uh, that's one of their main talking points is that the executives are taking home tons and tons and tons of money. And we want like right? the actors to have some of that, but we'll see how it goes. I'm sure at the end of the day, it's going to be us that pays. Right. Well, John, I'll be curious if you do end up get some streaming package, let us know which one you get. I, I am anxious to hear. I wish there was a straight ESPN one, um, but they don't. It's, it's an ESPN plus. So, I mean, yes, you get more, uh, things you don't get on cable, but you don't get the actual cable one. And I get that's a sticky point too, is that um, you can't start selling straight ESPN or they'll lose a deal with the cable. But I'd be curious what you and Larry decide to end up doing. Yeah, I will definitely uh, let you know when when that occurs because we're looking into streaming. Now, have you heard anybody else kind of complaining about the prices of Apple TV Plus? 
A couple of friends of mine are well. They're 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 looking at all of the price increases, and they they own a, a lot of the different services as well. And when when things like all of them go up at the same mm-hmm. time, then you have to pick and choose which ones you want, right? So it it's a different situation. It depends really on one what you uh, what you watch and what means the most to you. But you know the old. The old adage still exists, you know, the, the minute you stop watching a lot of this stuff, the companies are going to feel it in the pocketbook, pocketbook, and they're then they're going to have to make a determination in terms of what they want to do. Now, getting everybody to slow down on what they're watching is a problem, and it's probably not going to happen anytime soon. But uh, we, I guess we're all used to the prices going up every so often mm-hmm. with all the companies. Yeah, because like Netflix. Price of it- doing business. Yeah, Netflix is being a very obnoxious with their prices, but at the end of the show, I'm recommending a Netflix TV show. So I'm playing right into it. Yeah, I and mean, they expect that when they got a good product, people are going to want to watch it. And so uh, they may complain about it, but they're still going to put the money out there. Yeah. Netflix is awesome. I'm not going to lie about it, but it's, it's, it's pretty expensive. It's probably one of the most expensive one that I pay for. Um especially if you want like two consecutive streaming with no ads. It's like, dang guys, you're pretty yeah, proud spendy. of your price, but I'll, I'll be curious what you both end up doing. Um, farewell iTunes. Well, sort of. Okay. So this was interesting when I saw this one, I was like, Ooh, you finally get rid of that stupid iTunes. Not really for Apple TV users. You always had these Apple iTunes movies, and iTunes TV show. They were separate apps. I know that sounds crazy, but it sounds like they're going to combine those into Apple TV app itself. So Apple TV users, you'll be able to get rid of those two apps pretty soon as they combine it. And that makes a lot more sense. And that is going to be kind of the same for the iPhone, where our iTunes app had those rental movies um, and other things, those are going to be removed from the original iTunes app as well and going to go into the Apple TV app itself. So don't be alarmed when you see these disappearances. Where did that go? Well, it's now been moved to Apple TV, and, and it sounds like they're going to be doing that sometime in the near future. So just keep a heads up on that. All right, get out of here, guys. This is incredible about this Google search. I had to talk to you guys both about this. So apparently some news came out that, you know, Google is in court for something anti, um, what do you want to call it? The, I can't even think of the word. Yeah, I'm trying to remember. Uh, I've seen so many articles about it too, and I'm trying to remember exactly what it is now. Anti-competitiveness or something. This would be a good example. Uh Google pays Apple $18 billion a year, not millions, $18 billion to be the default search engine for your Apple Safari on your iOS. Is that not insane? I That's crazy. I, I was just stunned that they were actually paying to be your default search engine. So they're telling Apple right out of the box when you open up your iphone go to safari and do any type of search it's going to use the google search now granted you can change that within settings and then within ios 17 if you now use private tab you can have two different search engines so if you can have google for your normal browsing if you're in private browsing you can use DuckDuckGo. 
Does that not blow your mind, um, John, about $18 billion being Google? Well, it does, but, you know, they they must think an awful lot of that particular service in, in, in terms of knowing that their audience is going to, that's the first thing that they're going to see when they open it up. So, uh, you know, if they, I, for me, I certainly can't imagine paying $18 billion, but they must think it's worth it in order to do that. So if that's, if, well, that's what they think they need to do uh, on a yearly basis, uh, then, you know, who am I to say that they shouldn't? But I'm thinking that's why the prices are going up as well, you know. How much money are they making off us if they're paying eighteen billion? That's what I'm thinking. You it's know, it's got to be substantial. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Right, and I mean, they could I, support several countries. Right. So I, I I have read this before, and they were saying if Google were not the default search engine on iOS, they would lose a lot of money. There is a lot of traffic coming from iOS, and that kind of surprised me that they would be in that boat where they feel like they got to pay that because they don't do that. I don't think they do that to anybody else. I mean, obviously Android is Google, um, but I'm talking like, um, you know, they aren't paying Microsoft to do it on their windows or stuff like that. But the department of justice, which is here in the United States and EU says that's not fair. Um, it sounds like they are currently doing some hearing and they're going to be talking about it. And it sounds like EU wants you to have choices. And this sounds so eerily the same. And I think I talked about this before a long time ago when Microsoft used to have Internet Explorer as their go-to browser. I remember that part of the EU deal is that Microsoft could no longer um, bind or include Internet Explorer. They had to pop up an option, which browser do you want to use? I haven't seen that in years, but I haven't done a fresh install. I don't know if they still do that, but I know they're still pretty competitive. It almost makes me wonder if there's going to be a pop-up, say, which one do you want to use? You select with search engine. But here's my problem. What I I admit, I use Google. Why? It's the best one out there. Have you guys ever tried Bing? It's It sucks. Bing, I've yeah. never tried, but I actually haven't had Google set as my default on my phone for years now. You use DuckDuckGo? Yep. Yeah, yeah I, I do too because of the privacy, but but it's not quite as fast as Google. But right? I, I do not want Google knowing what I'm doing on, on the internet. I would say that. At, at all. I mean, I think that's wrong. So if I want to use DuckDuckGo to get rid of that, then then I will. So do you both think it's wrong that we allow Google to dominate our iOS default search engine? Mm. <laughs> you know, I, I'm not using them, so I don't really care. Yeah, that's kind of how I feel about it. Like they're yeah. not my default and they haven't been for a very long time. And I feel like generally people that do care are like, no, to just go into your settings and scroll down and change it. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, you're right. It's like you don't like it, change it. That's kind of the attitude I have too. But I guess, I, I guess, guess be, trying... it would be different if we couldn't switch it. Right. 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 I don't know. Maybe it'll help. Um, I don't know. New companies pop up. It's always fun. <laughs> you know, I was thinking, oh my, if they stop paying Apple, that would like hurt Apple. But I heard it was like only one to three percent what they make in a year is from that. I was like. 
Man, you talk about <laughs> Apple making too much money. If that only is one percent of the, yeah, it's crazy. The prof- it's like wow. But that is a cash cow. There's nothing they have to do other than just turn that on. That's like $18 billion without any effort or work on their part. Yeah, for Apple, why would you not do that? Right? Mm -hmm. So I wanted to kind of just throw that out there. I thought I was really surprised on that. And don't be, I would not be surprised if that changed in the future that we have to pick something upon install. I bet you that's going to come up. And worst case scenario, Google will no longer pay Apple and Apple will have to. Some people are saying, oh, Apple will come with their own search engine. I don't know. I'm not sure because that would be the same problem. Then you get this. Now you're doing Apple is being anti-competitive. So I, I don't see that happening just for that reason. Um, if Apple can't make everybody uses it, then no point of it because it's illegal to uh make it default if that makes sense um so it finally looks like apple is now stepping on the gas pedal on this gpt stuff now we mentioned back in june i was telling mike i said i am just stunned and i think apple was flat-footed there they definitely were caught with their pants down with the success of chat gpt taking over the world and it was funny because many, many years, I always heard Tim Cook kind of refer, this is using our AI, da, 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 da. And as the first service or uh, keynote I ever heard, he never refers to the word AI because what his AI is way different than what we think AI is today. And so it looks like Apple is finally going to play catch up. And I'm kind of surprised they got flat footed on this. I, I, I think what we, I think we're definitely going to see something in iOS 18 and with the new iPhone 16 when it comes out next year. I hope, and this article sounds like they are. They are definitely going to start ramping up, but not to expect a full-fledged one for a couple of years down because they're that far behind and they got to start spending some money. Um, even though they they are starting to commit $5 billion, $5 billion, guys, is not much. It, it really isn't much when it comes to AI nowadays. It costs a lot more to run AI. I know Apple is pretty slick about it, but wouldn't we be so happy, guys, to actually have a Siri that would be smart? I I can't even imagine what that would be like. I'm so tired of asking it a question and getting Here's what we found on the web. I'm like, I just want you to tell me what the answer is. I would love it. Right. If, assuming it works well. Right. I would love Siri 3.0 to be as smart as my chat GPT. Yeah. That's what I want. And Does John, I, do you use chat GPT at all? I've got Mike to use it. Yeah, I do. Um, and I, I always think in the back of my mind, are these stories true about bankruptcy? And if so... How is that going to impact uh, Apple and other carriers in the near future? Uh, because a lot of that effort and development could really set us back if, if that turns out to be a true statement. You know, we had that very same talk Mike and I did a couple months back when that rumor popped up. And, you know, I think things are going to be fine because Microsoft got his own AI going on. You got Google's got his own barred AI going on. And so now if Apple gets his own AI going on and in 
for some reason, God forbid that open AI does close, I think we're going to be okay. It's going to be different. Yes. But, you know, as I stated then, it was kind of a one person source that had that article. No mainstream picked up on it. And that's what made it all weird about it. And it makes me wonder how true that was in the first place. Mm-hmm. And since we got months that's gone by, it seems like I think things are going to be fine. But regardless, um, just knowing that Apple is now getting into the AI business, this is going to be very interesting. I am really looking forward, and I hope iOS 18 will be just full and chock full of AI stuff. Now, it may not be the AI that we want, of course, because I heard that Apple is buying all of its servers. A lot of these AIs are through cloud servers that are through uh, third parties. And Apple does not, doesn't want to do that because, and thankfully, Apple is so privacy concerned for us, they want to buy their own servers to keep it in-house and private and nobody be able to know any of the data that goes in and out. And I thought that was cool, but that's a downside of Apple because they have to spend a lot more money and they have a lot more ramp up time. So I think the guy's right. I think it's a couple of years before we see something as a full-fledged is what we're going to see. But regardless, it's nice to see the mainstream is talking about Apple AI. It'll be about darn time Siri gets smart. I hope that's that's the only thing I request. Yeah, that should be the priority one. And then last up, guys, for the month discussion is, is Be My Eyes has finally opened up their beta to the public, meaning that it's still beta. Before you had to kind of sign up and then they would select and give you access to the beta. Now it's open beta. Open beta pretty much means it's open to anybody that goes, downloads Be My Eyes and look at the Be My AI section, tap on that and you're using it. You don't have to sign up for anything. You're um, It's up and running. But note that it's still in beta, meaning that it still has got issues. It goes down every so often. Um, so that's beta. It is kind of funny. I see a lot of people complain that it goes offline. Oh, it, it does go down quite a bit, which is, I'm not sure why. And people complain about it. It's like, well, it is beta. I mean, I know you don't like to hear that word, but you did sign up and it does say beta, but anywho, what a welcome, um, news for the month. I love that. And they said, they had 1 million session requests within the first two weeks. Is that not staggering or what? That's substantial. I actually joined that beta right after we got done recording last time and haven't had a ton of use cases for it, but it's been very intriguing to play with. Like the level of um, detail, it's impressive. So you did get to play with this a little bit? Yep. Oh. I just ran it like we'd be out at a, a park or a uh, restaurant with the kids and i just snap a picture of the wall or something random like that and just see what's going on around me and were you pretty impressed by the description yes. oh yeah and i love being able to ask follow-up questions and things like that it's, it's really cool about you john pretty much the same i've, I've used it here and there um and it, it does a nice job it, it for me it's always been pretty accurate so uh i enjoy having that option a lot Will you guys consider this a game changer, a huge uh, milestone for the blind community? I would with, I guess, a a caveat. I would love it to be, um, hmm, how do I want to word this? 
I don't want to say simpler because it, it already is very simple. Um, I don't know. I guess maybe just for me, I have more use cases. And I know that's just the way that I generally live my life is I'm usually surrounded by people that answer questions immediately. So there's not as big of a need. Mm. I can imagine if I was living on my own, this would be something I would probably use constantly. Well, you're right. I think it's a case by case user basis. My case, my wife works during the day, during the weekday. So I'm a home alone. Um, we order groceries. I get groceries delivered. So it comes in handy a lot for me. So if I pick something out of the grocery bag and I'm like, I don't know what this is. I can just go, beep. I use my action button, take a picture and it tells me what it is. I'll put it away. And also so use, much nicer than having to scan barcodes and yes, flipping the boxes around. Like I know it's here somewhere, but you still have to wait. But that's the reason why I had the multi action is that my second one is a scene AI short text. So I just keep that open and just kind of scan it over and it'll just say something random. Yes. It'll be kind of gibberish at first, but at least I yeah. know this is honey nut Cheerios. That one's mine. And the strawberry banana Cheerios is hers. And I know the difference, but it feels the same. I don't have to look for the barcode. So I think in those kind of circumstances, I'd be curious about John because you're exclusively in a blind household. Right. Uh, so we, my twin brother and I live together. We use it uh, for looking at packages. Yeah. We use it for mail all the time. Yeah. And we can divide up our, my mail versus his mail versus the apartment landlord's mail that was delivered to us by mistake. Um, and it, and sometimes the UPS packages are a little bit difficult to, to, uh, to read. So, uh, I use both be my eyes and the envision glasses. I use whatever works. Right. And, and whatever go back and forth. See, in that situation, it's a life changer for me. Definitely. And mm -hmm. um especially with the new recent update to Be My AI, which now does um kind of a they do an OCR on it first before they send it to um, OpenAI. And then when it comes back with the answer, it's way more better because before they weren't doing that and it was unreliable of what it really says. But now it seemed to have gotten way, way better when it comes to oh, that is for Thomas Dombill. This is for my landlord, da, 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 da. And that situation helped me too. So I got these appointment cards that I got stacked up. I can go through that and it'll scan it and tell me which one this is and which is what date it's for. So I feel more freedom without the wife being here. And so it kind of gained some independence for me because before she, uh, we were together all the time and I didn't have this kind of skill. So I'm glad that I'm able to do a lot of these things on my own. So it's been quite a, an eye-opener for me on Be My AI. So um, I'm glad to hear that it's finally opened up to everybody. So if you haven't gotten to it because you didn't want to join up, guess what? It's open up and it's out there for free now. All right, it's closing time, guys. I got something special here for both of you. Let me get my device here. It is Halloween after all, and I've got john to do it and you can ask for enable halloween theme and if you do that alexa hello hello halloween is approaching frighteningly fast so soothe your spirits and say trick or treat alexa trick or treat here's a treat that will make you cackle what kind of medicine do witches use on their warts i don't know 
but it isn't working. <laughs> so if you own a a lady echo just enable it say enable halloween theme and of course you only have a day left for that so it's a little bit late but hey it is coming around to christmas time and after today you can enable hey santa and so you can have your santa um right on your echo and i told john about this you have to do it for each device why i don't know but you can have it tell you short stories um in this case it's going to be scary stories um it does you can ask for weather there's all sorts of things you can do with it so be on the watch for hey santa it should be coming out soon i had it last year i love it santa would talk to you and everything um i think i did it last year so does that mean on, on November 23rd, if you were to ask her to enable Halloween themes, she would not be able to do it because it's now past history? My my understanding, yes. It, it does have a limited time run. So next year it'll be different. Hmm. Okay. Yep. Every year it changes, but it always has some sort of, of a holiday theme. It didn't have a Thanksgiving one for here in the States, but it did have Halloween and um, Christmas. You remember that one, Mike? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So you have to do that on yours. Yeah, I'm going to show it to the kids. They'll probably love that. Right? So what movie did you decide to do this month, Mr. Okay. Mike? Okay. Right, here we go. And a TV show, actually, this time. Um, the movie is called Talk to Me. And I think technically it came out last year, but I want to say it was an Australian film festival film and it kind of hit theaters i want to say like end of summer-ish of this year around here but uh danny and michael philippu p-h-i-l-i-p-p-u are the directors great movie um kind of ish predictable but i mean i feel like a lot of horror movies for people that are into that kind of stuff uh get somewhat repetitive this one had some new stuff to it and i actually really enjoyed it what'd you uh, give the, a rating oh i gave it four stars wow four out of five. definitely rewatch this one Wow. Did you go binge watching this this year or with a girlfriend? It's a little bit less now. A little bit less, but we've still been. I mean, we just watched uh, Last House on the Left, which is an older movie, but yeah, one that I remember watching forever ago and she'd never seen it. So we did that one. But we're also in the midst of watching The Fall of the House of Usher on Netflix right now. Oh, yeah. It has a lot of uh, the cast from Midnight Mass, uh, Haunting a Hill House, Haunting a Blythe Manor those kind of shows so if anyway if you guys have seen those and like them similar style i would say you better um, hurry up and watch all the shows before you cancel it yep yep we gotta finish that one and then we'll see what happens but they're hey. both fantastic so far you know we almost had a mutiny in our house too and i said well that's fine if you want to pay portion of it okay <laughs> i can we'll keep yeah. it yeah it yep. just came down to it and then they're like okay never mind yeah in that case forget it <laughs> <laughs> What about you, John? Do you watch movies or TVs at all? Not too much. I've got so much other stuff going on. You know, if something really major comes up, I'll I'll watch it, but not not on a regular basis. So, uh, so I don't really have any particular movies to talk about this time around. Don't have to be any movies. I always like introduce new A lady skills and other things. And Mike does the movie stuff. You could be Disney stuff if you want. Hey, do you feel like you're retired yet? Um. I tend to not have to, I don't think any more about, oh my gosh, it's time to clock in. I'm kind of, yeah. kind of away from that, but I still wake up at the same time pretty much every day. 
5, 5.30 in the morning, you know, so that hasn't changed. And I've talked Ugh. to other people who have been retired a whole lot longer than I have who still wake up at 5 or 5.30 in the morning. So I don't know if that's ever going to change. But Well, that's all right. You know, I'm thinking about doing a recording with me and Randy for next month. And for those who are still wondering how Randy's doing, Randy's doing great. He's doing fantastic. Everything is pretty much still the same. He has improved a little bit on his voice. So his speech is getting better by the day. And it sounds like he's going back to work on a part-time limited basis, meaning that he's no longer a full-time trainer, but they have invited him back to do some cooking classes. So he's not the actual trainer for the cooking class, but he's kind of like a uh, guest for the uh, for the class that he comes in and just does a couple of recipes with kids and talk to him. So he's done that probably two or three times in the past couple of months, and he seems to be really happy in doing that. I think he is pretty happy in, in overall and being at home has definitely changed his lifestyle, but he's still on track and he's still upbeat. And I'll, I'll promise I'll record him for next month for everybody to hear. So you can hear good. how good old Randy's doing. Yeah. I'm glad he's doing well. Me yep, too. Absolutely. Well, thank you both so much for another spectacular, spectacular October. And I think we are going to end out with the Monster Mash. How's that? We're going to do the Monster Mash as we head on out of the show. Or 007 Monster Mash? or (laughs) No, we're just going to do the O... What? The The 007 Monster Mash. Tell me about that before we head out. Oh, I I just threw in the MA... uh, A curveball. I just threw the mobile one out there. I, it, it All right. Cool. I, I see how you are, John. You okay. can throw it away if you want to. It's okay. Your personality start to come out, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> right? All right. Okay. So as always, we do for October, we're going to do something a little special on the way out, playing something a little bit of Halloween. So let's hit it. And that is going to do for Apple Viz Unleashed for October 2023 here along with Mike Malarcy and John Gassman. Thank you for giving this podcast a listen. And we'll talk to you guys next month for November of 2023. Until next time, bye-bye. Please feel free to contact the AppleViz Unleashed team with a feedback, tips, or questions at unleashed at applevis.com or call at 816-287-1482. This AppleViz podcast has been brought to you by the community of applevis.com for the latest in resources and tips and tricks to get you the best experience from your Apple device. Visit www.applevis.com. 